Hey there, for Millo, I am Preston, and you are listening to Side Gig, the show about what it really takes to start and run a successful side hustle. You know the host of the show, there's Ryan, Ian, and me, Preston. We've all built growing side businesses while thriving at a nine to five desk job, and we wanna help you do the same. I won't keep you waiting any longer. Let's dive right into today's conversation, and I'll be back at the end of the show for some parting thoughts. Today is the last, the the final episode of this season, and really, I, I think the season's been packed with some really unique stuff, to be completely honest with you, um, and I'm excited for our final topic today, but um, Ryan, why don't you walk us through what we're going to chat about on this episode today to wrap up the season? Yeah, today uh, we're talking all about email list building, so um, I was thinking a fun way to approach this would just kind of go through... Um, all of our different types of experience with it. And then maybe once we kind of give an overview like that, we can talk about particular strategies or tactics, ideas, best practices um, that people listening today can go off and implement for their type of side business. I love that. And I, and I think it's worth pointing out that one reason that this is worth covering in a show all about side hustles is when you're growing any business, but particularly a business where you only have a few hours every day at the most to work on it, um, you, you have to build assets that can you know help you grow I guess at the, at whatever pace you can, you are able to grow at, I guess. And so an email list is one of those things, you know, building, you know, a website or a blog or a social media presence, those can all be assets as well. But email, like we talked about last episode, and I think this is what kind of sparked it was Ryan, you telling us a little bit more about what you've been doing with email list building, but an email list is really an asset you can use in a lot of different ways moving forward to build audiences on other platforms, to sell products, to sell sponsorships. Like there's lots of opportunities for side hustlers who have a decent sized email list. So yeah, I love that. Let's kick it off. Yeah, I'll give a quick overview again. Um, trying not to, to touch on everything we covered in my last episode, but um, basically my philosophy is that I think an email list is the best way to sell. And regardless of what you're selling, um, I think what it does is it comes down to attention. And so you capture people's attention much better via their email inbox, um, where many, many people spend a lot of time every single day, right? So from an attention share standpoint, you're going to be able to just get in front of people more frequently and have much um, you know, closer connection, as, as Preston was mentioning in our last episode, to the people sending the emails. So um, now that you're convinced of email uh, being a very powerful tool for reaching subscribers, um, the way that I've built my email list personally um, for my blog is basically uh, investing a ton of time and effort into getting my content to rank well in organic search. And so I cover topics on my blog related to freelancing, productivity, content marketing, entrepreneurship, um, side hustles. And um, if you Google search for something like side business ideas or business books, um, you'll see some of my posts ranking up near the top of those search terms. And um, the way that I go about sort of making that happen is by basically building relationships with other bloggers, publications, um, and doing a lot, a lot, a lot of guest posting um, in order to build up a strong backlink portfolio pointing back to my content. And so that's kind of general overview. That's the way that I tackle email list building. So get my posts to rank really well in organic search um, for relevant keyword phrases that I know my audience is out there hunting for. 
and then bring them back to a blog post that answers their question and have a relevant download or an email subscribe offer um, front and center on those posts. So, you know, speaking of a specific example real quick, um, if you Google search for something like freelance contract or freelance proposal template, um, I should have a post that's right up near the top there. And then when you click on one of those blog posts from me on my site, you'll see a free resource right near the very top of that blog post as well. And that's designed as kind of my main email capture mechanism just to to provide some extra value, but then in return, um, capture an email address. And then, you know, I, I build relationships with my people on my email list. And then eventually I may or may not have a, a course or a sponsorship or something similar to promote. To the list. I think it's really key to point out here what you're offering to in your lead magnet is what a lot of people will call this is directly related as often as possible to the thing that person is searching for. Right? Yes. Uh, in my opinion, it has to yeah. be. Yeah. And that's, I've seen, that's where I've seen the most success as well is, you know, if people are searching and this, this goes for any sort of audience building, but, but particularly because we're talking about email, if people are searching for, you know, free, uh, business plan template or something, right. And then they land on your article and, and and your lead magnet says, um, free ebook on how to start a business. There will be some overlap. There will be people who are interested in both things, but if, if, they search free business plan template, land on your article, and then there's a download form to get an actual business plan template. I mean, it can't be any more direct than that. And and the more, the closer you can tie that all in, it seems very obvious. But I know lots of people just have like a general popover on their site for anyone who comes that has one, and they have like maybe one or two different lead magnets. But if you can build a lead magnet for each specific query that you're getting lots of search traffic for that can skyrocket your list very quickly. Yeah. And I will say that, you know, I've tried, I've dabbled with kind of the general subscribe for updates kind of thing. And and that does attract some people, but that's really going to only be effective if you're like, if you have a very serious cult of personality and you have um, like a very, very like strong right. um, voice on your blog. So that, that can work. You can pick up um, that relationship building sort of um, email list building. I know in my case, I've, I've taken a, a similar uh, approach to you, Ryan, because I know um, a, a lot of the uh, blogs and content around email list building is um, basically runs through everything in the way that you've done it. And that seems to be the most successful way. Um, but for me personally, uh, list building isn't as um, important to my business as it is for you guys, because you guys are creating content and you need people to keep coming back to you. Um, whilst in my case, um, one of the reasons why I was keen to start building an email list is because I kept hearing people talking about how um, if you're building an audience on a platform, you don't own that. You don't own that platform. Right. And what you want to do is start um, getting people on your own platform. And an email list is is a good way of um, being able to keep in touch with your audience without being reliant on any platform. Um, and the, 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 the approach that I took, um, I basically come up with something as quickly as I could that I thought would start to um, convert the social following that I built up into emails. So what I, what I thought would be really good to do is to create some kind of content that was community um, built 
So what I came up with was the idea of doing a, a PDF download, a, a downloadable PDF with uh, logo design tips. So I spoke to everyone that I know. Um, I, I tried to get some in, influential names in there, which I was able to do. Um, I put them all in some kind of uh, order. And um, that meant that I didn't have to spend ages writing something because I didn't really have time for this. Um, people created the content. I just needed to compile it all together, put it in a PDF, um, create a website where people can download it. But what I found was because I got so many people involved, they also helped to promote this PDF as well. So one of the people that I, I got included was a guy called David Airy. And in the logo design space, he has yeah. one of the most influential sites. So the moment he promoted that, I went from having like zero to like 5,000 within the space of like... <laughs> That's crazy. So, um, you know, I, I think if you're able to create content that uh, where you've got uh, influencers in your niche contributing to it, they're very likely to also share that out as well. And uh, for me, that's the only campaign that I've done. Um, but just doing that PDF and spending like a week working on that, I was able to build up a list of about 15,000. Um, it's not online anymore. Not Well, it is, but you can just download it for free. But when, when I originally did that campaign, it was very successful. I love that you two have presented sort of uh, two opposite ends of the of the spectrum in terms of how to how to get people to your free download or your lead magnet or whatever i mean ryan you pointed out you you do a lot through search uh ian you basically for lack of a better way of explaining it you did it through social i mean david might have posted on his blog or sent an email or whatever but but basically he was using his social network and his following and you did the same thing with other influencers yeah i i, I had it as a pinned tweet and yeah. I kept promoting it like every and um you know like every time every single time i tweeted about it i would get a couple of a hundred more uh emails so it, it just seemed like um a very easy way to do it and also anytime i did create any new content i could end it with you know a short line like for more lego design tips like this download this free ebook Here's a link and it just went through to a landing page where you could download it. So it's not quite as sophisticated as Ryan. So I know Ryan, your strategy is probably a hell of a lot more successful. <laughs> more time but in terms of like the time that I had and stuff like that. I, I felt like what I did work. Yeah, really and it well. feels like Ian, if you really wanted to, I mean you could run a campaign a new campaign like this every, you know, eight weeks or something. A new I mean, I know like I've seen companies do this for some reason. HubSpot comes to mind. They do reports and guides and all sorts of things all the time. And then they, they actually, I guess there's another option. They actually run paid traffic to those resources. So you maybe will see on Facebook, people advertising their free ebook or whatever. This is all to get you on their mailing list. So you can actually pay Facebook to show your, you know, uh, lead magnet to people who match your target audience and those people potentially will subscribe to your email list so that's another another way to do it hey everyone preston here with a quick interruption running a side hustle can be exhausting and it can leave you drained at the end of the week you know what i'm talking about and if you're looking for a unique way to be more productive with your time then you should maybe take a look at azoth 
Azoth is a dietary supplement company driven to increasing human productivity. And side hustling listeners of this show can use coupon code SIDEGIG, which will give you 10% off the list price at seekingazoth.com. Support for this episode comes from The Neat Company. When you're running your own business, there's a lot to keep track of. You've got business receipts, invoices, business cards, lots more. Neat lets you eliminate extra paperwork and avoid hours of data entry. Instead, using the Neat app, your email, or a scanner, you can input all of your important documents quickly and easily. Neat will then verify all your information is organized and accurate and make everything searchable. So, if all you can remember is the first name of that client from two years ago, Neat can help you find their invoice fast. From there, you can create financial reports to use yourself or easily share them with your accountant. Listeners of this show can try Neat completely free for 30 days by visiting neat.com slash sidegig. That's 30 days completely free when you visit neat.com slash sidegig. And now back to our conversation. Yeah, I like Ian. Your, I like your example a lot too because it's something that... Um, people can do and st- get started on more importantly, like today, there's nothing, you don't have to have a huge website with a totally. top domain authority. Whereas like with, with my strategy, it takes a lot longer to, to get your content to rank well for very competitive search terms. Um, that's a great example. I love it. My story is pretty similar. I didn't have an email list for the first few years I was blogging because no one did. And then I started hearing everyone say, like, I can't believe I didn't have an email list sooner. So I started doing that. Uh, and I agreed with everybody, like the the idea of having an email list. Although I will say, I'll digress for 30 seconds here. There's this whole mentality of like, you have to own your own platform. So build an email list. You do own it maybe more than you own, you know, your Facebook group or page or or your Twitter account or something like that. But the fact of the matter is that your email deliverability is still controlled by um, all the different email service providers. So you do have to be careful about, you know, your deliverability. And that could be a whole separate show or multiple shows talking about all the technicalities of that. So we won't get into it. I still think email is probably the the best option for communicating with your audience. So anyway, I, 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 um, I did the same thing. And then I've experimented with all sorts of different lead magnets and campaigns, like you guys have said over the years, what I've proven most or what I've seen most successful lately is on the side, I do have a general catch all that I change every once in a while. Um, and it's, it's a compilation of some really great content contributed by some, some experts on our website, um, that I compiled into a free guide that's all online and you sort of get like an access code or whatever when you put your email in. Um, but then I do, I do the same thing that you've done, Ryan, which is like, I have little specific lead magnets for specific terms that people show up on the website for, and those definitely have a higher conversion rate, but they're lower in quantity. So sort of mixing those two, um, has been really successful for me. I do have a lot of ideas of what I'd like to do in the future with email capturing. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if it would be, you know, a wise idea to maybe take a few minutes here and talk about uh, other kind, other ways of getting email addresses that you've seen other people employ that you might want to try in the future. Yeah. Did do any come to I've mind? I've got one that I, I actually currently do and it works really, really well. Um, this one I do much more for um, my day job over at Close.io. So um, basically, we do marketing webinars twice a month. 
And oh, we wow. go out and we basically partner with um, two to three other startups or brands that have a similar audience to whom we want to reach. Um, and that the filter on that is kind of like, you know, people that are interested in sales or are, are um, practicing sales, people that could uh, basically buy our CRM product. And so we start from, okay, what kinds of companies have our ideal audience? And from there, I just send a ton of outreach emails um, to people that do partnership marketing at these companies. Um, and, and we kind of leverage our audience size. That would be one benefit to, to doing this with an already established brand. But you can find other value props that potential webinar partners might be interested in. But um, at the end of the day, we kind of do Q&A style, just easy conversation back and forth. And um, everyone promotes the event over the course of a couple of weeks leading up to it to their email lists. Um, and that's what we see as kind of our, going back to email again, that's what we see as kind of our best uh, channel for driving in subscribers. But you know, at the end of the day, everyone on these webinars ends up walking away with somewhere between 500 and 1,000 new email subscribers. And again, we're, we're going after larger companies than most people who are running a side hustle are going to be able to um, get the attention of, at least in the early days. But you can find the right sort of companies or other influencers in your space that want to reach some of the people in your audience and, and you want to reach their audience as well and just strike up a conversation. See if you can come up with a, a webinar, whether it's presentation style or just a general kind of conversation around a specific topic. But it's a it's a great lightweight way to to get email subscribers in my experience. I think applying that to a broader uh I guess idea is just um, building, helping build a resource that adds value to someone's audience and then sharing those email subscriptions, which you can do legally. You just have to divulge to the subscriber that you'll each be, that they'll be subscribed to both lists, you know, but like I've had people create eBooks and guides and that sort of thing for Milo. And we share those, those subscriptions, um, with, with each other. And so, yeah, I think that that can prove to be a, a pretty valuable way to do it. You're adding value, not only to the, subscribers but also to that content partner and you're both reaping the benefits i know one thing that i've seen um recently um in the last episode we started to talk about uh facebook groups and the the average facebook group doesn't allow you to promote um anything that would capture any kind of data uh but i got a friend that um what they started to do was they started to build a resource and then they post in all of the communities, like, I'm working on this. If anyone wants a copy, send me a DM and I'll email it to you. And even though it's very manual, I think it's a, a nice way of being able to build up relationships, you know, personal relationships with those people whilst also getting um, very direct, um, high quality um, emails from Facebook groups. So if, if you say got a training course that's of high value, investing that time in there to get those 10 really good quality emails might actually be a really good way to do it. And I thought that was a clever way of getting around a lot of the um, rules in these. Facebook yeah, totally. Groups. That actually reminds me of something we're doing at Milo. I stole this from uh, James at Content Snare. He and I were on a call and he told me he gets a ton of subscribers through his Facebook group. So basically what I did is I set up, you know, you can set up questions 
So as people join your group, you can ask them questions. I set up a question asking if, you know, if you had a magic wand that could solve any problem in your business right now, what would it be? And then I paid attention to those answers for a few weeks and I picked out the common threads and then I built a, a digital product around what people were asking for most. And then I added a third question that said, we've got this ebook. If you would like it, put your email address below. And then every time someone signs up, we just capture that email address, throw it into a, like a Zapier automation or something to put it on our MailChimp list. But it's, you know, it's not our hugest source, uh, but it is, it is pretty substantial in terms of new subscribers and quality and new subscribers as well. That's about, I'll be honest with you. That's about all I can think of off the top of my head as good like list building strategies that I personally know work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard of people doing like challenges, you know, where you invite as many friends as you can to all, you know, lose 30 pounds in a year or to make five grand in six months or like there's all these little challenges, you know, to launch something or, or do something. Um, I, the, the, webinar stuff like i have seen all over the place so it must work killer like you said ryan yeah anything else ian that you want to add um i don't think so um all i'm thinking now is oh i need to add that field to my facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> um no I, I i can't think of anything else like as far as i'm aware the the best strategies are those that we've already spoken about i mean in, in particular uh what ryan mentioned about writing really good quality content and creating a a lead magnet to go with that and then every time you share that content you can capture those email addresses it is that the the exact same thing applies for podca podcasts like if you're going to be doing an interview with someone and you know what the topic is going to be if you have a resource that expands on anything that you are talking about then you can capture um emails from from that audience as well so that's probably another way basically any content that you're creating if you can refer to um a resource that expands on what you're talking about it's kind of win-win yeah and i don't think ideas are going to be the problem for anyone listening here today it, it's going to all come down to execution and, and testing these strategies out see what works for you um that's all i can really think of yeah, I totally agree. I think we could probably brainstorm 10 or 20 more ideas that we could give people. And we'd love to hear, you know, your input too. email us at shows at Milo.co or, or find us on Twitter. The three of us, we'd love to hear, uh, you know, how you're doing it or, or if you have any questions about email list building. But I think I think those are some great sort of low hanging fruit, easy ways for people to get into this list building game. Definitely worth doing, especially if your business is built on you know, a blog or some sort of media or sponsorships or advertising or selling your own products. I mean, it, you can't go wrong. So I, I think that's great, you guys. Thank you so much. Let's wrap up this season. Is there anything that you want to say at the close of the entire season before we get off the air for good for a little while? I know from my side, I think it's been another fantastic season. Um, we've all got so much more comfortable uh, with this. So I'm I'm thinking, you know, this season will hopefully have been better than the second season and substantially more than the uh, <laughs> first one. Uh, we've, you know, there's been a lot of value given in here. So I've learned a lot from you guys. So so thanks again for that. And I hope that everyone listening will uh, will have enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Big thanks to everyone listening. Yeah, I feel the same way. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. And um, we will figure out when we can kick off another season. But for now, keep hustling on your uh, on your side gigs and enjoy 
And uh, yeah, just just enjoy the the fun that it is to really build your own business. And uh, let us know if we can help you in any way. Take care. Sweet. There it is. A big thanks to Ryan and Ian for their help with today's episode. Be sure to check out their podcasts in the show notes of this episode as well. Before we jump off the air, remember to visit sidegigshow.com where you can subscribe to receive regular updates about this show and other podcasts by Milo as well. Sidegig is a production of Milo. You can learn more about us and listen to our other podcasts at millo.co. This show was edited by the very talented Danny Gilman at echopodmedia.com. Thanks, Danny. Keep hustling, everybody, and we will see you in the next episode of Sidegig. Sidegig.